0: All right, I think this is working. I've never done this before. Sorry if I fuck things up. Um, I'm gonna save it and upload it on YouTube later. And get this thing out. A little air freshener out of the way. I am um, in my car currently in Beaumont, California, on my way to Joshua Tree. Heading there for the night. Gonna go have a um, little hike. Even though it's a little cold outside and there's uh, snow on top of the mountains, I am heading to Joshua Tree on a little uh, spiritual quest, a little spiritual journey before I actually leave the state of California for good. Uh, i moving to Nashville, if you guys don't know, if you guys don't already know. Um, I guess I'll wait a few minutes because I know I have hundreds and hundreds of adoring fans that are going to be tuning into this. Uh, So I'll wait a little bit longer for them, all the adoring fans of mine to show up and pop in. Um, Any questions? Who's here? Valley Bear? What's going on, Valley Bear? How you doing, buddy? I'm in a valley right now and I'm a bear. So I'm technically Valley Bear right now. So that's pretty funny. Uh, I think Beaumont, California. I mean, Beaumont, it's on the way. It's in between Los Angeles and Joshua Tree, slash Palm Springs area. It's kind of beautiful, it's kind of commercial. This particular city is a little commercial, a little stop off the highway, but um, the scenery in the background is just breathtaking. It's these giant, snow-capped mountains that I am definitely not used to seeing in San Diego. Um, kind of making me kind of regret my my move a little bit. Um, I spent the last few days in Los Angeles, definitely didn't make me regret, regret uh, my decision to leave. That place is pretty fucking gross. The people there are pretty evil, like you can just kind of see it in their eyes and kind of just feel it, like their vibe is just not good. The um, San Diego is a little more down to earth, people are a little more real, there's um, a healthier mix of like political opinions and like religious opinions. Um, The diversity there is actually kind of works a little bit, even though it still doesn't. Um, Los Angeles is just a cesspool, man, it's just gross, people there are gross. They walk faster, like they always, they're just walking fast. Like they have somewhere to go, like money to be made, you know? They, uh, you know, can't really put my finger on it, but there's just evil in the air. It's just, you know, just, uh, just feels gross. Everywhere you look, it's just gross. I had to get the fuck out of there. I was was staying with my brother, which was awesome. My brother is so fucking cool. We've had some rough times in the past, so we actually kind of were like making amends and kind of having some real talks, some truth talks was really, really like spiritually fulfilling, Um, reconnecting with my older brother. And he's just a good guy. He's a good guy, has a good girlfriend, and they're working things out, they're making it work in LA. And I'm happy for them, for sure. But um, I kind of want them to get out of LA. (laughs) It's a gross town, (laughs) it's a gross place. All right, I don't know how this really works, so you guys are like hitting me up. What's up, Sean? Valley Bear, what's going on, man? Um, Salt Lake Valley. Valley man in Swedish. Well, are you Swedish, Valley Bear? That's pretty dope. Um, yeah, so as my hundreds and hundreds of adoring fans come trickling in right now, um, I guess I'll get started. I'm like 10 minutes early. I'd said two o'clock, but I'll get started a little early. Um, this is kind of the first live stream I've ever done, like for real, on tape. I usually am kind of scared of my face, like showing my face, and i always just been kind of uncomfortable in front of a camera screen i I do podcasts, like, a lot. <laughs> it's easy to kind of just hold the mic up and do some editing and post and uh, not have to worry about like what my facial expressions are saying and matching my like facial expressions to whatever nonsense I'm kind of spewing out of my mouth. But, um, so sorry, this might be a little awkward. I'm also like in my car, if you can see this, like literally this tiny little Honda, just packed with shit. Just tons of my like fucking boxes of stuff. Pillows, blankets, camping stuff, uh, backpacks, books. It's mostly just books. <laughs> I uh, recently just threw away all of my like material possessions that I didn't really need. A lot of like nostalgia things um, in my life that I was clinging on to for no real reason at all. Um, kind of been on a spiritual journey to just grow up, and you know I'm kind of connecting with God for the first time and reading the Bible and. Just overcoming my earthly, like beastly, carnal, pleasure-seeking desires. So as I'm moving right now, I'm actually moving to Nashville if you guys aren't aware of that. Um, you know, just as I'm loading up my car, it was just kind of easy to just be like, I definitely don't need this in my life anymore. I'm not using this. This isn't actually helping me live and thrive and survive in nature. This is just kind of here to satisfy my whatever, like my animalistic urges or my... Uh, silly little thoughts, my silly little like nostalgia thoughts I had about like material possessions um, as I'm like slowly kind of on my journey to realizing the truth, the light, the path, <laughs> the glory that is God, you know, and his creation and how great life is and how great people are and that like connections between people are actually kind of what matters and love is actually like what you want to seek and what you want to do in life, not have things, <laughs> not earn things. Uh, It's really freeing, really freeing feeling. So I kind of recently just threw away almost all my furniture, all my things, packed my car up here, like literally just what's in this car is everything I own in my life right now, Um, including myself. For once I actually would consider myself owned and operated by myself, not my weird, atheistic, materialistic, carnal urges. So it's been freeing, it's been a real freeing journey the last few weeks, and I'm pretty happy, you can see the happiness on my face for sure. Um, it was a little rough and say in in, um, in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is pretty gross. It's just evil. It just oozes. Like it just feels evil. Like you just walk down the street and it's just. Ugh, like you walk in a building and it's just like. Ugh, you just don't want to be in there. <laughs> There's just something about it. I couldn't really put my finger on it. The whole time I was there, it just. Ugh, it doesn't make you feel good, and. Um, only thing that was awesome was I was with my brother, which actually was oddly this weird dichotomy of feeling like really good about just reconnecting and like feeling the love of like my brother. But we were like kind of in places that were just uh, gross. I keep using that word, but that's just the word that comes to mind is LA is just gross. It is not fun. It's not a cool place. I would not advise living there. Um, it's definitely like devil town. My brother mentioned that. I kind of have been had that song, that Daniel Johnston song stuck in my head that I'm living in a devil town just in my head the whole time I'm there because it really rung true. (laughs) You really can just feel it everywhere you go and see it. You can see the little occult symbols everywhere and all the little, you know, satanic little mentions and all the, uh, just, you know, billboards everywhere advertising just shit. And it's all just everything's glorifying all their material wealth everywhere. And I, uh, stayed in an Airbnb one night in Koreatown which was a trip. Koreatown is insane because it's like the, uh, I guess the wealth disparity, the gap between the rich and the poor is extremely highlighted there. You would have Lamborghinis and just like Maseratis parking on the street, you know, little Asian guys getting out with like $5,000 apparel on and getting out, going to the club on a Saturday night. And then right next to them is just, you know, like the, the most decrepit state of man, just people living on the street, shaking and living in like their own filth in like shanty tents. And you know, and then there's just these people parking their Maseratis, laughing and giggling about to go into the club and buy alcohol and get drunk and satisfy all those like material pleasures. It was pretty gross. I mean, walking around that and just seeing like that dichotomy, like walking down the sidewalk and having like this insane wealth on one side and then literally almost like this insane poverty on the other was really I mean it messes with your brain almost it's just like a very unnatural state even just a view I mean not let alone live in or let alone like be a part of you know so it was interesting it was eye-opening it was a learning experience for sure but I definitely could not live there or even just visit longer than a few days but again visiting my brother was awesome it was really awesome it was truly cool um yeah and this is, if you guys are just coming in, this is me parked in Beaumont, California. Uh, it's on the way to Joshua Tree from LA. It's pretty commercial. I'm in like a parking lot of like a Best Buy and a Starbucks and a Ross Dress for Less, so it feels really commercial in my immediate area. But off in the distance, I keep kind of looking at all the snow-capped mountains. It's really fucking cool mountains in the, in the distance, uh, which is kind of mind-blowing to me because I've lived like my last six or seven years in San Diego, where we have mountains in the distance, but it's, I mean, your whole life is just lush greenery and beaches and very temperate climates. So I kind of am enjoying the fact that I'm like kind of a little nippy, it's a little cold today, and that there's actually like snow. Like it's kind of weird, I haven't really seen snow in like six or seven years. And I have my whole car here packed, packed to the brim, full of all my bullshit, the last remaining bullshit of my life after I've kind of cleansed all of my fake unnecessary material possessions and most of this actually is like camping gear (laughs) I'm camping along the way because I'm moving to Nashville I'm on my way to Illinois to visit my dad reconnect with my dad a little bit see some friends and my aunt my uncle and cousins in Chicago for a few days and then I am on to Nashville to start a new life and it's gonna be fun I literally almost on purpose have no plans. I don't have a, a house, I don't have a house or apartment picked out. I don't have a job lined up. I'm gonna go there and just kind of feel what what feels right. Kind of just follow the path that God wants me to be on right now and figure things out. I'll keep making podcasts on the side, but I kind of want to go and do some kind of job that's hands-on. Uh, I'm probably gonna end up going to trade school, being a plumber or a handyman of some kind. Something where I can like build things and feel good about myself and like actually do something productive for society instead of making lattes or serving (laughs) sandwiches to people. Um, But yeah, I, yeah. Night one, right now, I'm headed to Joshua Tree, staying in Joshua Tree. I'm gonna go on a little spirit quest, a little spirit journey. Um, Do a little praying, do a little meditating in the actual park itself at sunset, which is a few hours from now hopefully find myself a little more <laughs> and have one last hopefully positive moment in California before I'm, I'm gone for good um, because Los Angeles definitely left a, a bad taste in my mouth. Um, it's kind of, I mean it feels good, this place is a little gross or just overall the whole state itself is very, um, people here are just a little too worried about Material pleasures, material wealth. Um, everyone's always just constantly pleasure seeking. I mean, everything's all, you know, make yourself feel good at all costs. And the end result is just, I mean, sadness, disparity. People are just not in a good state. They're, I call it a fallen state. Um, they're just not in tune with God. They're not in tune with a good path, a good life to live. They're really broken and lost people constantly seeking pleasure. And sometimes in life you don't need that. Like sometimes you actually need to feel pain. You need to feel the sadness in order to improve your life and you know, have the motivation to work hard and you know, better yourself. I think a lot of people here get stuck in, you know, the weather's great, things are good, fun things to do, people are beautiful, everyone's like having sex and fun and doing drugs and making themselves just constantly feel good with all these like, um, you know, physical, pleasuring things, and I'm over that. I mean, in my life, I did that for the last six years, and it was fun, and it was a learning experience for sure. Can't take it back, I wouldn't take it back if I if I could, because I'm glad that I saw and experienced that to realize how miserable it actually is. Um, even though it sounds great from the outside. <laughs> it sounds, probably sounds good to like move to California if you live somewhere where it has really shitty winters or a lot of rain or it's really hot and humid all the time. There's a lot of bugs, you know. It's like California doesn't really have all of that. So it sounds good to actually get out here and move here and you know start a really good, pleasure-filled life, but there's just something about it that really makes people not good. It puts you in a, in a weak place. It puts you in a broken place, and I'm over it, finally. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually over it for once in my life. So I'm gonna go to Nashville. I think Nashville's kind of fun. I think it's a big city. It's a thriving city right now for young artists. A lot of young musicians and painters and just creative young folks are moving there from a lot of different places. Um, It's kind of acting as as a magnet right now for all of that. And I don't really know why, but God just keeps pointing me in that direction. He wants, definitely wants me there for some reason. I don't really know what it is. might be making podcasts. I don't. I doubt God really wants me to keep doing all this bullshit podcast stuff, Uh, (laughs) but it kind of seems like it's what I'm naturally good at, so maybe it is, but I'm just going to kind of go there and be open-minded and let him kind of guide me and use me as a weapon in the war, the spiritual war that's taking place right now. And yeah, all right, let's see what people are saying. I don't know how this works, guys, so bear with me. What took you to LA? Uh, I visit. I'm from San Diego. I'm moving to Nashville, but my brother lives in LA. So this was a three-day stop in Los Angeles to visit my brother and just kind of reconnect with my brother. And he was kind of showing me some sights, and it was kind of fun. It was pretty fun, but um, gross. <laughs> At the same time, it was such a weird dichotomy. It was so good actually, like having the love and you know reconnecting with my brother, but the place itself is just nasty and. I definitely don't recommend that. Um, everyone's waving at me. Hi, wave, hi. My sister's here, I think. Hi Kate. Um, Valley Bear, DDB Rock. Oh, Dewey Decimal Bear. Hell yeah, dude. Dewey Decimal Bear is on it, man. All about the number 12. I see it everywhere now. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I just, my, my soul just couldn't handle this state anymore um it's just not for everyone it's not for me and i think i'm going to do well in the midwest and the south i think i'm going to connect with people more i like the fact that people actually like look you in the eye and spend time connecting with you and yeah hopefully it can make me like a more creative person a more loving person a more Attentive person someone who doesn't really worry about himself and his own pleasure-seeking as much and someone who actually kind of cares about Helping and making other people like genuinely happy and you know Put people in good positions in life Not just smiles on their faces And Yeah Yeah in general I guess I am going to Joshua Tree right now I'm gonna go have one last kind of spiritual moment there. I've always felt good when I go to Joshua Tree. Something about it just kind of feels right, especially when you live in like in San Diego or you live in Los Angeles. There's just something about getting out of there and seeing the stars for once and not having all the honking and the sounds and the rustling and the moving and the shaking. There's something about it that's just good. It feels good, it feels like God's land. Whereas, Los Angeles feels like devil town. <laughs> it does feel like devil's town. Um, but the last few weeks has been really eye-opening. Um, as I've been moving and packing, it's been a lot of excitement, a lot of happiness, a lot of joy, a lot of like spiritual fulfillment, kind of just getting rid of my material pleasures. Um, I've been sober for a little bit, for a few months now, so it's been, that's been eye-opening in and of itself finally just being clean and just in tune with like myself and reality and not in a constant state of running away from problems and like running away from pain at all costs. It's really been eye-opening. It's really helped me in a lot of ways. But it's also been pretty sad because a lot of my like friends and family are just that's what they do, you know, and that's what they are. And it really has kind of caused a riff with a lot of us and a divide with a lot of us. Mostly my friends. I mean, my family is still really good people. But my friends, man, a lot of them bailed on me. A lot of them didn't want to hang out with me for the last time. Um, I made a lot of dates, a lot of time to hang out with people and there was a lot of cancellations and a lot of bailing on me, which was sad. It was rough. I mean, it really was like hit me in the heart sad that you know my friends, quote unquote friends, didn't want to meet up with me or hang out with me. I had people I wanted to do last podcasts with before I left, you know? People was like kind of our last chance to get together and record podcasts. And they kind of you know, either no-call, no-showed on me, or just bailed on me last minute. And again, it's like heartbreaking, it's pretty soul-crushing, but it's also very eye-opening. It's also, in a weird way, I'm glad it happened. Like, I'm glad that that happened. I mean, I saw who really cares, who my real friends were, not just the people who I smoked weed with. <laughs> not just the people that I got drunk with and had good nights with, or whatever. It really kind of showed me who is important and who cares who really does care and who actually is happy for me, um, that I am improving my life and bettering my life. It, um, yeah, it was necessary. It was like ripping a Band-Aid off. It, it kind of hurt, <laughs> it really hurt, especially me. I'm like a hairy guy, so like ripping a Band-Aid. That's really, uh really does hurt a little bit, so. But it's necessary and you have to do it. You know, the Band-Aid's gotta come off eventually, so. I'm glad it happened in the long run and, my whole life has just kind of been like that. It's been this weird dichotomy of, of blessings and turmoil at the same time and I'm thankful for it. I mean, it's making me a better man. It's really making me see that I'm on the right path and that I'm doing the right thing, which is good. But in the moment, it hurts. It does hurt a little bit. You know, watching your friends not want to hang out with you, um, a little rough. It was a little rough, but I am off the Joshua Tree now. For the night, I'm gonna go do a little hiking, do a little praying, try to find myself, try to connect with God in California one last time, and then tomorrow morning I'm hitting the road, going through Arizona and New Mexico, into Texas, and then Oklahoma and Missouri, and then up to Illinois, and I'm gonna see with my dad, my dad and some of my hometown friends in Champaign, Illinois, for a few days. That'll be good, I haven't seen my dad in a long time. I also haven't seen my dad since I've been like sober, and just like a good person, and a spiritual person. Um, I've always kind of been a little mad at my dad. I really have in the back of my mind. You know, we've had we've had fights, little gripes, little you know, nothing major. He hasn't never he's never been a bad person to me, but he's never really been a good father to me. And I've always kind of resented that. I've resented that I haven't had discipline in my life, that I haven't had you know strong role models or people who really explained like sex or what sex is to me, or like addiction and what drug use does. And um, instead of instead of actually doing, you know, being a good leader and a good role model, I think he kind of ran away a little bit from his problems. And I've always been really like kind of resentful and mad about that, but I'm now in a state where I am going to forgive him. I'm going to truly forgive him and forget and move past all of that and quit being an angry shithead. I mean, quit being miserable and angry all the time and connect with him again. It's going to be really good. I think we're going to have a really good heart to heart together and He's a good man. The problem is he's a really good man. My dad is a really good guy. He's just kind of been like a weak father. He uh, never really stood his ground when the going got tough. And um, you know, I've kind of in the past resented him for that, but it's over. It's over, it's done with, and we're moving on, and we're gonna talk it out, and hug it out, and things are gonna be great going forward. He's living in Champaign by himself. So it's kind of been rough on him. I'm sure that his family, me, and my brother, and my sister out here in Southern California, it's probably been a little rough for him not really having us in his life. And I don't think he really has communicated his true feelings about all of that to us. I think we also do a bad job of communicating with him, me and my siblings. So it's gonna be nice to kind of, you know, hear his side of the story and really just have like a heart to heart with him in person, man to man about, you know, my, my opinions and gripes about him and him being a father and also his opinions of me being a son. And you know, I'm sure he has strong opinions about me. I haven't called him on his, on his birthday sometimes and stuff like that. And yeah, I think it's, you know, gonna be a really good beneficial conversation for us. And I'm gonna see a few friends also. So that'll be kind of fun. Some really good friends in Champagne that I still consider really good friends. They're really good people, really nice people. So that's gonna be good. It's gonna be <laughs> another part of that spiritual quest, the spiritual journey. And then I'm headed up to Chicago to also see some more friends I haven't seen in a while. My old high school buddies, so that's gonna be good. Mason, Sam, some of those guys. Um, some of my rider dies from back home from back in the day, the kids like you know I truly got in trouble with when I was like a teenager. So that'll be fun to actually see them again as grown-ups, as adults, and see where we are and you know, talk about the good times and also kind of plan for the future together. And then I'm gonna see my aunt. My aunt is probably one of the funniest people on planet Earth, weirdly enough. She's <laughs> so cool and so nice. And I'm gonna go see her and spend some time with her. And that'll kind of complete my like spiritual quest of kind of reconnecting and having the tough love conversations with people in my family and then seeing my friends. And like I said earlier, kind of ripping that Band-Aid off with some of my old friends and my old like associations. And then I'm just off to Nashville. Off to Nashville with really no plan in sight and just really getting things going, getting a new life started, really focusing on being a good man, like a truly good man, a strong man, an honest man, a responsible man, someone who's loyal, someone who's optimistic, um, a protector, a lover, and you know, kind of go from there. <laughs> I specifically don't have a, a location in my, like a, a, a apartment or house picked out, and specifically don't have a job lined up. I've put out feelers, I've kind of done some research, so I have an idea of what I'm getting into, but I really kind of want to be driving into Nashville with my options completely open and just kind of let God guide me in the right direction. So it's going to be a journey. The next week is going to be quite a journey. I'm going to do this a little more. This Again, this is my first time for everyone kind of just tuning in. I'm awkward at having my face recorded. I'm not used to this. i kind of used to hiding behind screens on my podcasts where I can kind of, edit out shit I don't want you guys to hear, or, you know, just kind of like, not I have to like worry about my facial expressions or the fact that my eyes constantly are getting distracted by cars driving by or the mountains in the background right now. It might be weird that I'm not like looking at the camera. Um, so sorry, I'll get better at this and I'll be tuning in every now and then every few days or maybe every day. I don't know. Specifically, I'll give you guys a, a warning or a heads up in the morning before I do it. Um, help you follow my journey um, from here, traveling across the country to Nashville. But yeah, right now I'm headed to Joshua Tree, hopefully have a little spiritual quest, a little spiritual journey, and maybe a spirit guide. <laughs> maybe run to a spirit guide along the way. I hope it's not anyone too crazy or too weird. But uh, yeah, I'll, I don't know, i really gonna end this. I guess I'll just see what people are saying. Um, Valley Bear, yeah, man. Big city living has to be a soul draining. Glad to hear your your spirit rebelled against it. Sobriety is so important, but it takes work and patience. It does. It actually really sucks. <laughs> it really, it really sucks at first. Like, not like if when you're just used to just sensory overload all the time, just being like, like you know, just addicted to shit and just constantly being high. And whenever you get grumpy, it's just easy to get high and kind of forget your problems. To actually go ahead and do it like actually really truly push through it and just be miserable and be angry and then really work on not actually like expressing that or letting that loose on other people it's really tough it's really tough and it was a lot of hard work like that no one can really help you with it's also tough it's hard work that no one can help you with you have to do it internally you have to do it from your mind from your soul and it's at the end I mean it sucks it's brutal it's confusing because no one's there to help you. No one's really there to guide you. No one can really truly relate. But the end result is fulfilling. It really is just unbelievably like satisfying and fulfilling and makes you so happy. So it was work. It was definitely work. <laughs> it definitely required a lot of patience. A lot of patience for sure. My sister, Kate is crazy. Shout out to Kate, Corey, my sister. She says, welcome to being an adult. Life is hard and most of it sucks. You have to find your own way and make the most of it. And that is true. That is very true. I'm finally an adult, guys. (laughs) I'm 28, and I'm finally an adult. I finally grew up. That's, uh, yeah, feels good. feels good to finally do that. It took way too long, but I finally did that. And I love you, Kate. I love you, Kate. Best of luck to you. Valley Bear, good luck with your dad. Don't get down if he doesn't accept the feedback. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think he's going to be grumpy at first. My dad does kind of, he has a tendency to run away from problems and avoid conversations that he doesn't want to have, but oddly enough, he's a very like logical man. He's a very smart man and he knows, I mean, he knows deep down a lot of the things that he's done wrong to his children and in his life, but... I don't know. There's just strangely enough, I think it's going to really be a good conversation. We're going to have a really like fulfilling conversation. We're going to have together that is going to reconnect us and help us kind of grow and improve going forward. Um, It's been an interesting live stream. Glad we could tune in. I don't know who you are, but shout out. Thank you. Hey, welcome to raisins. I don't know if that's a place or if that's like a state of being, but yeah, I'm glad to be in raisins. It's it's feels good. Valley bear says, "Yeah, share your journey." Valley bear says, "Keep pausing, but you're good. I'll look for you on YouTube." Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm in uh, I'm in Beaumont, California. It's kind of like the middle of nowhere between LA and Joshua Tree. I think my signal might not be the best. So I'm gonna save this whole stream, post it on my YouTube channel. That's another thing. I guess I would need to get better at doing that. Like follow me, it's Sean V Planet. That's S E A N V P L A N E T. Sean V Planet. You can find me on all the social media stuff: Instagram, obviously, Twitter, Gab. I do Gab. I don't really know. I just kind of my backup for whenever Twitter actually like kicks me off. Um, but follow me on YouTube. I need like a hundred. <laughs> I need a hundred followers on YouTube so I can do this this live stream thing on YouTube. And I think I have like 30 right now. So even if you don't want to like follow my bullshit, just hit subscribe and then mute me or like unnotify me. You don't really need to like know about me or whatever. Just give me that one little extra follow so that I can do this shit on uh, YouTube eventually. But you can follow me there. You can find all my podcasts. I have really good podcasts about to come out. I have a backlog of podcasts I recorded in San Diego with like my artistic friends and some of the comedians and stuff like that. Um, coming out in the next few months, next month actually. And you can find that on Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Um, there's another one. Stitcher, Stitcher, if you use that app, that's a good app to use for podcasts. The best one's Podbean. Google Podcasts is a little shaky. Spotify's good. Um, I have a subscription, so I love using Spotify, but if you don't, it can get a little annoying with their ads and stuff. But yeah, follow me on all that stuff. Tell your friends, tell your family. This'll be on YouTube if you missed it. Um. Yeah, check out That's Offensive. I'm gonna have really good episodes. I just dropped a really good episode last Friday night and I have another really good one coming up this, I think two days from now. Um, So either like Thursday or Friday I'll probably have it and start promoting it and publishing it. Really good, kind of a lot of backstory about my life and my journey over the last year or two too. And we just, of course, it's that's offensive, we get a little a little rough and rowdy on that. <laughs> a little controversial. And, you know, we don't really hold back the punches on that for sure. It was me and my podcast co host, Jessie Pitcock. Um, follow her at JP Comedy. She, if you're especially in Southern California, she does stand up and she also does live music. She plays guitar and does live music. So follow her there. Um, so you can kind of catch her live. She's really good. She's a really good person, really funny, willing to like put up with my bullshit. All right. So I'm going to try to do this live. Um, <laughs> I'm in the middle of nowhere in Joshua Tree, um, but I realized as I was driving out here after the stream cut off earlier that I forgot to tell this one particular story about what happened to me in Echo Park in LA. I was walking with my brother and his girlfriend, we were just kind of having a nice little day in the park, kind of talking, reconnecting, and this little Mexican lady came up and offered me a piece of paper. and. I was just kind of in the moment, you know, just kind of taking in the scenery of Echo Park. It's a really cool little hip park in L.A. And, you know, it was kind of the first time, like the first half hour I had been with my brother in a few years. So I was really kind of focused on just kind of connecting with and talking to my brother. And so this little cute Hispanic woman comes up and offers me a piece of paper. And I said, no, thank you, you know, just kind of in the moment with my brother and kind of kept walking. And about 10 feet later, a second little cute... Hispanic woman came up and really wanted me to have this piece of paper. (laughs) She uh, definitely saw the first one, the first interaction of of the lady she was with. I mean, both of these ladies were definitely together. She definitely saw me reject the first one, um, and I was definitely singled out. I mean, we were in a big group of people walking in the park. I was with my brother and his girlfriend. The first woman definitely kind of went out of her way to offer me this piece of paper. I said no. And then the second woman saw this interaction, but really was persistent about coming up to me and handing me this piece of paper that they were handing out, this little piece of literature. And so I grabbed it, I thanked them, you know, I was just kind of being nice and courteous at that point. But then as soon as she handed it to me, I realized it was this. I don't know if I can turn it around. And I wanted to end my stream, I totally spaced on this, I don't know why earlier, but uh, I wanted to end my stream by just reading this because it's beautiful and it seems like God sent it to me. (laughs) I've been having a lot of these moments in my life lately where it's just kind of undeniable that there's a purpose for the message being sent to me. Um, There's really no reason for these little women to single me out in the crowd and single me out in the group of me and my brother and his girlfriend and... Sorry, I'm a little cold, so I'm a little shaky and shivery and out of breath. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of standing on a middle of like a uh, rocks in Joshua Tree. See the mountains in the distance. So I'm a little cold. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to read this. I wanted to end this stream. I'm gonna put this on YouTube um, with the stream I did earlier, live on Instagram. Um, but I just wanted to read this and. For my own sake and for the sake of this stream. Um, Yeah. So it says, Jesus loves you so much. (laughs) It hurts. It's awesome. It says, Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus loves you so much that he chose to be nailed on the cross to pay for the penalty for your sins. Now the choice is yours. You can choose to accept Him as your Lord and Savior, or reject Him and pay the price of death yourself. This is uh, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's powerful stuff man, (laughs) I don't know, it really resonates with me, I don't know about you at home, but it really resonates with me. It goes on to say, um, it's not a question of if you want to meet him, but rather when and how you want to meet him now as your savior or later as your judge, do it now while you can. seems a little threatening and imposing at first, a little demanding, (laughs) a little pushy, but it's the truth. It really is the truth. And um, you can either accept that or run away from it. And I chose for my entire life to just run away from that. And it caused me a lot of despair and sadness and negative thoughts and negative energy in my life. And you know, I ended up being fat and out of shape and sad and depressed all the time and constantly addicted to substances and pleasure seeking. And um, as soon as this hard truth kind of sinks in and sets in, you really start to do a little job to put a little more scenery in the background. You do a better job of just improving yourself, living for something greater than yourself, living for something higher and you know, having God as your witness and God as the judge of you is, is a great motivator. <laughs> it's a great motivator, and it actually feels good. It feels fulfilling when you finish the task. Um, it says, "Don't be caught dead without Jesus," and I think that's true. I mean, you can die at any moment. You can. This whole thing is temporary and not going to last. I mean, you can enjoy all the pleasures you can in this temporary time, or you can seek eternal salvation. And it just seems so clear. It seems so clear and feels so right when you do it. But, um, I'm going to show the scenery while I read this. Think of all the things he said, think of all the things he said, I love you. I accept you the way you are. Open your heart to me. I am the way, the truth and the life you are looking for. Think how on the cross he bled for you. The sacrifice he made for you. It's um pretty pretty wild. It's a pretty crazy pretty crazy story, pretty crazy journey and I always rejected it as just nonsense in the past. I always thought it was yucky and icky and scary and brutal, but Now it really starts to make sense (laughs) when you open up your heart and you open up your mind and it really starts to make sense. Um, It says you must personally receive him to be reborn and free and feel free and clean. As many as have received him to them, he gave them the right to become the children of God. Even to those who believe in his name, we must first acknowledge that we are sinners and need forgiveness for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then, confess our sins to Jesus. If we confess our sins, he is faithful, and just to forgive and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved powerful stuff man it's really powerful stuff and it was kind of the struggle i've been dealing with and facing in my life for a while and it was very telling that these ladies would not let me walk by without handing me this pamphlet they really wanted to reinforce this thought in my mind and i wanted to share that with you today i also wanted to just share the who they are part of who they're associated with the Angeles temple hispanic foursquare church Um, If you're in Los Angeles, if you're in that gross place, you can uh, find them at 1115 Lemoyne Street, Los Angeles. It says they have scheduled services every Sunday, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m., and then every Wednesday at 7.15. So yeah, I just wanted to share that to you. I'm going to edit this video and put it on YouTube, um, along with my stream I did earlier. Sorry, I forgot to mention this. Sorry it cut off. Um, I'm going to be traveling and doing these live streams, and I know I'm going to have bad service along the way, so it's just going to be kind of like the reality of, I think everything's going to be choppy and screwy, and I'm going to kind of save everything and post it later, so Um, thank you, and God bless, and (laughs) repent for your sins, forgive those who have harmed you and hurt you. and. Love, love each other and love God. It really will make, it'll really solve all your problems. It's so crazy how magically it will solve all your problems and make all your anger and bad thoughts go away. So yeah, take care and God bless.